0: hello everybody, and welcome back to droning on and on. The dumbest podcast on the internet where we talk about all drone-related movies. Today we're talking about Terminator 2, the 1992 film by James Cameron starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, and as always, our favorite...
1: Robert Patrick?
0: No, I was more talking about Edward for a long time. <laughs> oh yeah, he's, he's a classic <laughs> I was, I actor. Was, I, was, I was wondering.
1: Oh man, all the Oscars, he's won. Oh yeah,
0: he's a household name still.
1: And it's Terminator 2... Judgment. Day. Judgment Day. We gotta <laughs> gotta put that in. I gotta put the moniker on there. This is not some simple sequel. It's the ultimate sequel.
0: It kind of is the ultimate sequel, though, isn't it? Can uh, we talk about that. Real
1: yeah, early? I mean, when we you talk about best sequels of all time, kind of gotta put this in top three, top five. It's definitely more influential than the first, or at least more iconic. Pretty much all of the famous lines, except for "I'll be back." Come from this movie. All the famous quotes, all the famous, the look of the Terminator. I feel like there's a little bit of a different Los Angeles vibe in this one. You know, the first one was like grungy eighties Los Angeles, and this one is nineties cosmopolitan. Yeah, very, yeah, a little bit.
0: Yeah, the budget is definitely on screen for this one. Oh, I'm Andrew Maddock, by the way. <laughs> I'm sorry, and, and
1: I'm Matthew Maddock,
0: and we also have joining us
1: live from chicago joshua maddock (laughs) there he is
2: i'm here guys we made it also i just want to say of that conversation right there a lot of stereotypes of the terminator franchise come from this film wouldn't you say like not so much the first film
1: yeah i I think that was my point It's more uh, whenever you think of terminator everything you probably think of comes from this movie
0: would you call it a stereotype or an icon because I feel like icon is probably more the term everyone yeah, uses for. stereotype
2: is the wrong <laughs> word. Guys, today's episode is, of course, brought to us by calendars. Because that is what all of us need to actually get one of these episodes out of here. Because of this has been one of the hardest, most difficult times to create a podcast. We've all had terrible... Scheduling difficulties, but we've made it. We're not to here. mention we did it if you're listening to
0: this, you're listening to it as it's coming out on the day it is, but
1: it took us forever to fucking record two this weeks. episode two, two weeks, yeah. weeks
2: right we yeah, two weeks well, and we were backlogged
1: this? on droning episodes for a little bit, so we could have recorded this I mean like. 3 4 weeks ago
0: I feel like any day we could have recorded it the universe would have just thrown another thing at something us something went wrong yes
1: not to mention this might be the easiest episode us to record because all three of us have seen this movie
2: numerous numerous times
1: i didn't even have time to
2: watch the film so i'm gonna be trying my best to recount the plot for y'all today
1: i don't think any of us would have needed to rewatch it though it's nice to rewatch it and pick out the little details we want to talk about but all in all at least for me i felt like i didn't even need to watch this movie to do the podcast on it
0: i think the best thing about <laughs> the difficulty it took trying to get to this episode is we're actually watching the film again, I was like, this is a great movie. I really enjoyed watching it again. Mm-hmm. The director's cut is the one we watch, though, Jade which cut do you
1: remember
2: oh i think i'm going to be doing the theatrical cut in my memory i mean there was going through the plots
1: we didn't remember what exactly was from the director's cut and what wasn't we were trying to pick out what was what and the only additions to the director's cut are a scene with kyle reese in the hospital is the scene with robert patrick in the house
0: where he's looking through his bedroom yeah
1: there's a scene where robert patrick is looking through edward furlong's house and then i believe there was a little bit more in the hospital and to the dream sequence sarah connor has throughout the film but i think that was mostly it jay is any of this (laughs) does any of this make any sense to you or no
2: think so i you know right now i'm really putting together what i remember of it in my head to go in order so we're
0: helping you but your goal with this no no no.
2: i'm i'm not i'm not using any outside there are no pictures on the wall to help me like there was in grade school you will have to stop me when drone appears because we y'all need to tell me when that comes up well
1: why don't you go ahead and recount the plot for us jay
2: okay this movie opens up in the future correct and
1: (laughs) stop right there that's where the drone is is.
2: the thing is all these
1: terminators like almost the same one it looks better yeah that's the theme of
0: the whole movie it's there and it's the same but it looks a whole lot
2: better awesome
0: you saw it you saw the first film you've seen
2: it Yeah, I feel like I kind of got the gist. There are hopefully more drones in the future ones because I feel like that was more of like a future. You know, again, we watched The Immigrant last week, um, and that was all about like drone warfare, and I feel like that was kind of new. So yeah, I feel like we'll get better drones in like Terminator Salvation,
0: right? Uh, Terminator Dark Fate has a literal drone in
1: it. Yeah, (laughs) the 80s and 90s, not many drones. The Terminator films are only going to provide us drones in it's just that one
0: spaceship right
1: yeah it's the same as like you said it's literally the same as the first film where they show a flash forward to the future and it's just one of the skynet drones hunting humans
0: do sentient drones count as drones
1: remember we're looking for unmanned aerial vehicles
0: Yes, but as we've discussed in previous episodes, Walker drones are also a thing. So is the Terminator a walking drone?
1: No, the Terminator himself no. is not a walking drone. It's
2: a robot,
1: but it's a robot. Yeah, yeah it's a robot. unmanned human man. But as yeah. we're going
0: to see in later films, I was looking at the upcoming slate. Like Stealth is a film in which the <laughs> the drone becomes sentient as an ai and takes over that sounds awesome we'll oh see. yeah it's definitely something jay in particular is probably gonna have a lot to say on that episode
2: stealth yeah is it like a b movie
0: it's jamie fox and Ooh. i think Jessica galb is in it
2: oh my god so it's a 2000s
0: it's movie. a two thousand like four <laughs> movie directed by the guy who We've did got the x-files movie
2: in it, yeah
0: who yeah.
1: is i know Oh, yeah. A, a little bit of a, a little connection a little there.
2: Miles Dyson. Can I continue? Yes. Can I continue so we, the
1: we There's the drone, everyone. We got to the drone We've in the first two, five. We're done.
2: We've got not one, but two Terminators in this movie, guys. We've got the terminator arnold schwarzenegger and he shows up at a bar and says i need your clothes your boots and your motorcycle correct yes right quote number one okay good it's kind of hard this series in the future films they're starting to go back to like past stuff so the scene from the first film is recreated and i think terminator genesis right yes it gets a little hard to remember these films especially if i don't watch them so yeah That happens.
0: Do you also remember when he leaves the bar, they play bad to the bone as he's walking (laughs) out?
2: Yeah, it's like very of the time. It's like a Pee-wee Herman kind of thing. Remember when he danced in the bar to Tequila? Yeah, I
0: think of Pee-wee Herman and T2 in the same ballpark.
2: Yeah, but the big change to this film is we've got, like I said, not one but two Terminators. We've got Robert Patrick as the... Come on, you can get it. (laughs) t1 okay damn it t1000 yeah yeah but yeah he's the t1000 and he's different because he's the first terminator that can like morph so he kills a cop and takes his skin right and his appearance correct he's liquid correct? metal
0: he touches them yeah. and can duplicate them through his he's a shape metal metamorphosis
2: yeah i actually love the introduction of this character i feel like I don't know why the Terminator becomes less cool as the sequels go on, but like this movie, there's something that just is still so classy about it from what I remember. Like these, the first two films by James Cameron. I think just, they're of a different
0: league. I think one of the things that sticks out is just how expertly built up that opening is where we think Robert Patrick's T-1000 is the new Kyle Reese coming back to save him. And then there's Mm -hmm. the scene in the hallway in the mall where they flip it.
1: Yeah, that was the big twist of the movie which I f- can't remember back to the first time I saw this, but I think I knew at that point that Robert Patrick was the bad guy and Arnold Schwarzenegger is the good guy in this one. I would love to go back in time and be in a theater when this came out and once that hallway scene happens, just to get the audience reaction there because I'm sure, you know, people were you like, "What? No, know the hell? though,
2: right? Because they introduce a villainous Terminator and then they introduce Arnold. I mean, you gotta, like... What, are there going to be two? Okay, well, should I explain the rest of what the the plot is? Well,
1: I was actually going to say, while we were watching it, I said that to Andrew, because we were watching it with uh, a couple people who hadn't seen it yet, and I looked at Andrew when they introduced the Terminators, and I said, now that I'm rewatching it, it's a little telegraphed, because Robert Patrick comes in and instantly murders someone. Arnold Schwarzenegger comes in, and he beats people up, but he's essentially in this bar to get clothes, a ride, and sunglasses, and then he goes off and he just does his thing even in the first one when arnold shows up he doesn't kill those gang members at griffith Observatory. i don't know he might he might he beats have, him up he might have
0: <laughs> internally damaged leather he organs. does
1: punch them like right in the stomach he might have gone right through them
0: although i will say this sets up one of the biggest themes of the movie right here when robert patrick murders this man and then when they're walking down the hallway when they shoot that poor custodian as he's coming out of the hallway oh, yeah. the amount of collateral damage and Innocent bystanders that get murdered in this film is astronomically high. Mm-hmm. So even if the Terminator isn't trying to actively kill people, he's doing a pretty poor job. True, throughout but at the movie,
1: that is a part of the movie we can get to later. Keep going, Jay. What's what happens after this?
2: Oh, we get introduced to Edward Furlong, who plays the son of Linda Hamilton from the last film, but he's not with Linda Hamilton. He's with uncle owen and aunt Baru, right yes yeah (laughs) he's with vasquez from aliens yeah which is yeah andrew pointed out and i was like
1: oh yeah they do like i didn't even notice that was her because she's not in the brown face he's he's
2: got great wow he's got great it's true though though.
1: it is true because i looked at a comparison picture
2: he's got great style in this i mean yeah but he he he
1: already looks like someone who's going to become a drug addict if he wasn't (laughs) okay Do you, well, do you identify with his like, hair flip, Jay? It's so effortless the way he does it, too.
2: But it's not effortless now because I think he's losing his hair because of all the drugs. But, anyways, he's got a friend. Who's the friend? Is it Eddie Deason? No, not Eddie Deason. No, I meant to say um, it's the bully. Um, Scott Farkas. It's yeah. Scott
1: Farkas, yeah.
2: Really? From well, Redheaded. I thought it was going to be Corey Feldman or like one of those. Corey Haynes kids yeah corey Kane. but yeah they're hanging out and they go to the mall together and they go to the pasadena the big, mall yeah that's where the big uh, scene happens where as y'all already said you get the big reveal that oh arnold is actually trying to protect this boy uh, named uh, john connor that's it Named John Connor, Jonathan um, Connor. I was try- I didn't say his name because I was trying to remember it. Um, I so know. yeah, John Connor. He's there. He's there to save him. And oh my God, the car chase after this! Uh, I did watch it on YouTube just because it's so good. It's just a wonderful action scene. It, everything is staged wonderfully. It's just a great chase scene and it's like what nine minutes long. I would assume. It's long. And to
1: add to the <laughs> L.A. vibe of it, it's going through the waterways of Los Angeles which uh, is a yeah. perfect setting
2: i've always wanted to drive through there
1: andrew was it's asking me about beautiful. that while we were, w- we were watching and he's like can people go down in there and i'm like no but if you were a terminator on a bike you could jump off a ramp and get down there pretty easily yeah well this is right after one of the most incredible
0: stunts in the movie where a stunt driver dressed as edward furlong flies out in front of a semi-truck
1: oh man it was so obvious <laughs> the semi-truck <laughs> Gets destroyed immediately. Like everything in this movie, they jump the bridge into the LA waterway.
0: Yeah, which doesn't make any sense. The shot as it's coming out when it's coming over the bridge.
1: Yeah, because let's say the bridge is like forty feet long, and a truck is like it's a fifty feet long. It's not. It looks like it's coming head on into the waterway, and like the way the bridge and the waterway are intersecting, like. I don't it, yeah, know it how it got a running sense. start.
0: It's like the windows and Ullman's office in The Shining. It doesn't make sense, eh, but eh. I don't.
1: Care. Yeah, whatever, whatever.
0: Yeah, it's it's fun. It's a great action. You're
1: scene. in the moment. You don't even care.
0: Jay, you should rewatch this movie just for the editing alone. The editing in this movie is outstanding
2: i didn't not watch this movie i am in school again i didn't think i needed to watch it because i've seen it so many times but yeah it's a great it's a great watching experience
0: and again we're talking about this way because everybody in the world has already seen this movie so we're not going to be breaking any new ground touching on some new theory that we found in it
2: it. it, we could literally difficult to talk about very great films you know because like you can dive into the themes of it but it's 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 very hard to just uh you know this movie's really good. <laughs> I, say, I was just you know, about just, to say as much... Watch it, like.
1: <laughs> I was going to say as much as I was looking forward to doing this episode, I was like, oh man, the whole time we're just going to be like, hey, you remember that scene? that was awesome yeah that was awesome that was so
2: cool oh that was cool that was that cool. was badass that guy. but the, after this great chase scene we get a scene where he gets a phone call or he calls his aunt and she's talking to him it's his foster mother and his, yeah his foster mother and she's talking to him and she's like what are you coming home dear um <laughs> and then <laughs> it's, it's just mrs dalfire <laughs> and then, and then she, it turns out that she's actually not his foster mom. It's actually the cyborg he who has killed his foster mom and dad who's looking for him because the Terminator is hiding him, right? Yes.
1: Well, so they got away from... Mar- at t1000 and then he's like oh i gotta call my parents i gotta see if they're okay and it's like why <laughs> five minutes ago you didn't care about them at all
2: so and then they gotta go break sarah connor out of prison i was gonna say you've been right? neglecting that's... the
0: most important character in this movie the entire time oh my During god that's right this...
2: she's been in this yeah i forget her subplot is happening everyone thinks she's insane
0: she
1: does look she's... insane when they show oh, the video she footage of
2: nothing to help her case no. <laughs> no nothing absolutely nothing i mean she is um, like
1: beating up the mental health institution. She's beating up the right. orderlies. They're she's beating up the orderlies. Around, yeah. She's, uh, That's the Dr. Silverman from the first movie mentioned, he's still here. He comes back for this one and he's like, Oh my, uh, why would I let you out? You broke my kneecap a week ago. And I'm like, okay, well why do you think you're going to get parole? What exactly? I loved about that was he That's, was just like back yeah. to
0: work, I'm back, back at work. Everybody, my kneecap. He, company. he
1: loves, he loves Sarah Connor is the thing. Sarah, because he taught, he brings these students in to look at her and observe her. So Sarah Connor made this guy's career. But he, yeah, he loves, loves Sarah Connor. I Man.
2: always hate in movies when people who are sane are treated as insane because like it's always so frustrating but remember that movie unsane something like that these characters do nothing to help their cases like they always act like the most like no because they they freak out immediately immediately. they they freak out they're like no you can't put. i'd just be like okay do your test and you'll see nothing wrong if you're if you're a a rational person person. if you're a rational
0: person you would immediately be like i have nothing to worry about here you can look at all of credentials yeah. credentials <laughs> call my references they will tell you that i am not out of my mind
2: yeah just set me up with whatever <laughs> test and i'll just like i'll go through it yeah but they got to break her out and there's a great scene where uh i'm not sure how they get in but there's a great scene <laughs> where she sees uh, she sees the terminator and she freaks the hell out right and it's a great so. moment it's a great scene yeah the slow motion right the in a, slow in in a way it mirrors yeah. the
1: scene earlier where john saw him because john you know growing up with sarah has been told what this guy looks like and when he sees the Terminator, he's equally as scared as Sarah is.
0: We haven't really talked about the acting in this movie, but Linda Hamilton in this movie is outstanding.
1: Given it her role, I feel like she I beat my ass. I feel like, like I haven't seen her in anything except the Terminator movies, so I don't know if I can accurately say this. But I mean, well, I this mean, she's based off the performance in the movie, yeah. And yeah, she's for working. Someone,
2: um, she's she's working on a this new project. They're they're building a McDonald's over here on State. <laughs> what? I think she's got a I think she's got a new job. Oh, <laughs> at, uh, she's not going to be in
0: Terminator seventy eight. How long ago was Chuck? She was in Chuck. Yeah, she was Chuck's mom.
1: Really? How often did she did appear? Did you watch Chuck? I did. You watch? Was she, I like a, it was she like so a couple times. She like a supporting on regular. Yeah. Well, is that the show where he's a serial killer? No, that's Dexter. It's Dexter.
0: Uh, Chuck is the one with uh, the guy from Shazam where he's uh,
1: he works at Best oh, Buy. He-
0: but he's actually like Zachary a CIA Quinto, right?
2: Agent. No, no, Zachary no. Levi. No, not Zachary Quinto. Yeah, the other Zachary, the much better Zachary, the more the popular more, Zachary. The more no, not the more popular. They're more like. What's the opposite of like off-putting? Like he's like he's just a, attractive. You'd, you'd rather have a conversation with Zachary, the other friendly? Zachary, instead of Zachary Quinto. Yeah, he's a- friendly. Amiable. Zachary
1: Quinto. How did looks, we get to Zachary he, Quinto? He looks approachable.
2: He's approachable. <laughs> Zachary how Quinto did, does not look. How did we get to Zachary Quinto? He plays
0: emotionless characters and serial killers all the time.
2: He's yeah he. He's very good at it, so, you know, just saying. But anyways, back to the plot. They go to the desert. Um, again, I don't know why, but they go to the desert. They're trying to get away from the T-1000. They're trying to figure out what to do. We have some great scenes of uh, the kid teaching uh, the Terminator to put a thumbs up, to smile. A very funny smile.
1: He teaches him Los Angeles slang. He's like, yeah, these are
2: bloods in the crypt.
1: (laughs) This is the sign you throw up, but don't throw it up in this neighborhood. Yeah, they go to the desert to see... I guess this is a guy who Sarah Connor learned survival techniques and weapons from, but they were also... We had a long discussion about whether these two were lovers at one point. I think they (laughs) were because john says something about how his mom was always shacking up with some new guy and the guy they're going to see john and him they like immediately talk with each other they're close but this guy was it
0: that guy or was it another guy because It might have been another guy, just in that, because it's like a commune of people.
2: It's not.
1: Yeah, but she's talking. The guy who Sarah is talking to the whole time is the the main guy there. And when
2: I have no idea what y'all are talking about, so this shows that maybe I do need to rewatch this movie. Well, it's one it? of the
0: guys. He's got a. Uh, he's got the arsenal of guns that they get in the desert yeah, so when they, they go, go for to weapons. Okay. This guy is with his family. He's got like nine kids, and they all live out in a truck in the middle of the desert. With a bunch of weapons,
1: they're off the grid, and that's what's always Sarah that likes. one
2: guy in the movie who has all the guns who's got the guns, in his guns van yeah. and is like, "Yeah, it, come here, I get will sell you some. I'll sell you some grenades for half a for half a dollar.
0: It's the perfect Woody Harrelson, moment. good
2: ass price for a grenade. What I just said, half a dollar." Yeah, Damn, I'd buy that. That's a good-ass price. I'd buy that for, for a half dollar. i for half
1: a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that when they go to this place to meet this guy, they open up like a floorboard in the ground, and like we said, there's an arsenal of guns there, and John Connor and the terminator while he's teaching him slang and about the bloods and the cribs, they're lo- <laughs> they're loading all the ammo in it and i looked at andrew and i'm like damn this scene would be so much better if john and the terminator were staring at each other making it a contest to see who could load their weapon first while i want a piece of this played in the background that would have just made the scene so much better does that happen in <laughs> which in, one is that in? that's in that's in genesis okay that's
0: an actual scene i want to be
2: sedated i think is what plays
0: yeah well when they get arrested in that movie they play bad boys which is again yeah, are any of these I songs i want
2: to be sedated in that scene oh yeah. do i just it's not just know the really, lyrics to that song weirder.
1: is that what that song is the i want to be sedated Yeah. oh wow i is do not thing? know the lyrics
2: wait what did you say
1: i want a piece of this
2: i want a piece i want of a piece of this. of this this doesn't even Where make did sense you get... How did you get... <laughs> i
1: haven't heard this song in forever. Sorry. But you get what I'm saying.
0: Are any of these songs more on the nose than Bad to the Bone, though, really? That was... But why is that awesome and none of these other ones are?
1: Are you talking about why Bad to the Bone is awesome when Arnold walks out and drives off into the night and why I I want to be sedated where yeah, that, that, what's her name that and what's his name are just like making <laughs> you know, a contest to load ammo.
2: Director. That's true. Yeah, I was going to say that's the only filmmaker. thing is that
0: they made a good movie and one was... Um, yeah,
2: we'll I don't talk know why it. you're comparing the two. In
1: one scene, a boy is bonding with a father figure. He's teaching him. They're learning from each other. They're bonding. They're creating this connection. And the other scene is no talking whatsoever. It goes on for like 30 seconds, and it's just two people staring at each other, loading ammo into a gun, making it a contest between each other.
0: I did really like the, the shot of Arnold holding up the minigun as he just does that really cringy grin oh yeah after john (laughs) taught him to smile yeah during this whole time we have an enormous amount of scenes of john connor and the terminator bonding which are just classic scenes yeah i think on the one hand i appreciate the character development and again it's hard to look at this and separate it from the iconography it's become but at the same time I think it's just Edward Furlong. Some of these scenes are just kind of cringy.
1: And then when they say that, you say, no problemo. He's like
0: slapping him around. His hand moves so much, it's always just waving in the air doing nothing.
2: If they bug you, call him a dickwad.
0: (laughs) Buzz off, dickwad. Yeah, Jay, if you rewatch it, you can probably uh, play those on 1.5 speed and not really miss a whole lot.
1: Then you say, no problemo. Okay, well, this was made in the 90s.
0: And again, I don't think um, any of these scenes are bad. It's just they're not... I don't think they've aged super well. If
1: you saw this movie and knew nothing else about Edward Furlong's career, you would be like
2: looks it, it was pretty good.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that, too. I, I think he's
0: unjustly this is put the, upon because of this movie. This
2: I is, think he's fine in this movie. I mean, like, I think he's good in his role. I wouldn't say, though, like, oh, my God, he's going to be the next who's a kid actor jacob tremblay <laughs> well like Haley joe osman in six Ends. yeah like he didn't he, he, didn't, he didn't blow like, you yeah, away but... yeah like jacob tremblay you see in a movie and you're like this kid knows how to like do different types of characters like, yeah like he's from, an actor yeah, so, yeah i don't know why i'm saying this i like him in the movie but yeah, he
0: just it's... reminded me watching it this time of uh <laughs> Corey feldman as mouth in the goonies
1: Hey, Mikey, you want to go to it's bathroom? It's like, as
0: a kid watching it, you're like, oh, this character's awesome. I identify with him. He's so cool. And watching it as an adult, you're just like...
1: Can you fuck off? <laughs> yeah. You're annoying the shit out of me. I was just about to say, this is the kind of performance that w- would net him like a Saturn Award for Best new actor or something, but that's all he would get. I mean, that's the level of acting that's in this movie. It's like, this is good for the movie it is, but if you were to throw him into like Stand By Me or something and put him as one of the kids, it'd be like, holy God, can this guy shut the fuck up? Jay, you've yet to mention one of the other most important characters in this film who they transition to throughout this whole movie.
2: Before I get to him, (laughs) I want to get to one of... My favorite scenes of the movie, and uh, there are certain directors out there who who need to take notes on how to do uh, dream sequences and uh, nightmare scenes, because a scene appears in this film, I think, around the desert sequence, where before we leave the desert and before we move on to the third act, yeah, this scene's great, love it, no problems with it, and it's just wonderful model work and wonderful effects, and... It's a great scene.
1: Even in the 90s, James Cameron, who I was gonna came say, from visual effects, was still using models be- I mean, better than they're used today, if they're even still used today.
0: I was going to say real quick, this was made around the time when James Cameron wasn't quite king of the world yet. He hadn't reached the Titanic status, but he was a big-name director at this point. He had already done The Abyss, which we haven't really talked about the visual effects, but literally he couldn't make this movie because the technology wasn't available yet. He was in that stage where he's like, I can't make it yet.
1: He still does that today. But he
0: did the Abyss, which was the water alien scene in that. And that's what gave Stan Winston the ability to do the T-1000 correctly and make it work. Interesting, But watching this scene where everything looks beautiful, everything's exploding, the model works great, all the animatronics are great, every everything about this scene is great. But I noticed when Linda Hamilton's skin burns off her body as she explodes back from the nuclear blast, there's a skeleton remaining intact against the fence. Theoretically, so? that shouldn't work. Uh-huh. And I wondered if a technician or someone came up to James Cameron and told him that. And this was probably in the point in James Cameron's career where he looked at him and just said would you shut the fuck up and let me do my thing i know it doesn't work i mean but I it looks good
1: i don't know i mean obviously i don't think any of us know but for nuclear blasts were to go off while you were holding on to a dated fence your skeleton might still hang sure, sure. on for like a couple <laughs> seconds i just thought that was funny as
0: an idea of just james cameron's known for taking people's cell phones and stapling them to a wall in order to not get any coverage of what's being shot. I was wondering if this was a point where he was just like, I don't care if it works, and if anybody says anything, I'm not going to change it because
1: this is the movie I'm making. This was the point in his career where he could probably do whatever he wanted.
0: Certainly after this, he was able to do any project he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And he did True Lies. So,
1: <laughs> Well, yeah, but then he made titanic and avatar so guess he made up for it
0: but true lies is a great movie i wasn't <laughs> dogging it at all just you're saying, just saying yeah. like out of everything <laughs> why is done, that the movie you moved because
1: i was gonna do avatar but the technology was he probably there.
0: was he was probably gonna do titanic or avatar and the technology just wasn't ready
1: i was gonna do avatar back when i was five years old but the technology just wasn't it just there. wasn't there i had to i had to wait, I had to,
0: wait. <laughs> I had to build a submarine before i could shoot
2: that movie look
1: i had to go photograph the fucking titanic sorry
2: guys the other plot that is being established at the same time as this is they've got this little arm at the not the tyrell corporation close not uh, not
1: tyrell not weyland yutani but
2: um you may have to give me this one cyber. wait no <sighs>
1: cyberdyne systems
2: yeah cyberdyne systems i probably wouldn't have which had which yeah, was not Cy- mentioned
1: in the first one because they changed the timeline cyberdyne systems is created like you said because the terminator's leftover arm and cpu chip from the first one were recovered
0: which is a great paradox too
1: it is yes That even though you stopped this Terminator from coming back to kill Sarah Connor, you inadvertently caused some other company to come up and create Terminators and in the future will create SkyNet. That wasn't even
0: something that was really necessary for him to add to, but it was such a nice little button on it that that's how it works in a circular fashion. Mm -hmm. Also, by the way, real quick, cyberdyne system is a real company they're based oh, out of yay. japan and they are specialized in robotics
2: so yay yeah. so <laughs> yay so kill we... us all we deserve it i'm it's... ready for it are we going on I a didn't... mission but anyways to see
1: if they have the arm no to destroy who's them
2: <laughs> who's leading this cause for upheaval in the company none other than joe morton Joe Morton, who Andrew and I will be talking about in a a month or two on the podcast. Catching up with Ben. He's going to show back on Justice League and Justice League. So yeah, Joe Morton is in the says. Couldn't tell you, but he... Come on. Come on. Try.
1: um, I can give you the initials. Yeah, give
2: me the initials. They want so
0: many Miles in this movie.
2: Miles D. (laughs) Morton? They miles dyson you got it miles davis the actress who plays his wife in this is incredible yeah she's uh, fantastic both of them are she goddamn, she's so believable because the terminator and sarah and edward furlong break into his house because they have to destroy the uh, robots so they can prevent doomsday and yeah, this scene is great because I think his wife, she's just so believable. She,
1: she S- sells
2: panic just so well.
1: S. Epatha. Mercerson, both killer. of them have She's the killer. most unbelievable look of horror I've ever seen. To lead into that, like you said, Jet, Sarah Connor leaves the desert. She's gone off the deep end, thinking that, that killing Miles Dyson will somehow stop, like dino shut down if he's not there. So she goes to kill him. She fails. Admit. Why would you
0: not bring the Terminator with you too? You have this unbelievable killing machine that listens to everything your son tells him to do. Why would you not take him with you to because, complete
1: this job? Because that ha- in the desert. She leaves John Connor and the Terminator. She writes a message out, no fate but what we made. So John Connor figures out by himself that she's going to go try and kill Miles Dyson, and he's against that. John has t- been telling the Terminator the whole time, don't kill people. So, of course, he's not down with this plan, so he would never tell the Terminator to do it. But that's why she goes to kill him, because in her warped... she You know, she is a little bit of a mental case. I mean, even if she's no, right... she's uh, out of her mind. She, yeah. <laughs>
0: she's completely justified in what she's doing but the way she's going about doing it
1: again looks like a raving lunatic again killing miles dyson would not stop cyberdyne they still have the arm and cpu chip it would just slow down the process but she goes to kill him she fails john and the terminator get there and the reason the acting performances we're talking about that are so believable is because he, John tells the Terminator to cut his own skin off his arm to show them the robotic arm underneath.
0: But they then initiate their plan, Jay, which is to do what now?
2: Their plan is to destroy the arm? <laughs> yes. Just, <laughs> been, they they go to should've, destroy should've the should've entire building. Should have been their plan building. in the beginning. Well, That's- they
0: also have the computer chip that was in the back of the Terminator from the first one. So they have to destroy the arm and the
2: microchip. But like, I don't know, it just seems like killing him is such a stupid like why wouldn't you go for the arm first but anyways yeah they go to the, the building and oh my god one of the best shootouts ever right occurs it was giving me big and matrix
0: vibes honestly yeah the look of the I lobby thought, and yeah, the, the window all it needed was the slow-mo to come out i guarantee you the wachowskis were just like what if we did this scene but james cameron honestly sue them
2: Is the Matrix better than Terminator... Wait, James what's Cameron's the definitely. You know what?
0: We're going to have to decide that when we talk about what's the Matrix. The, oh, yeah.
2: What, so, what's the question going to be? Is the Matrix one better than the Terminator one, or how are we going to decide that?
0: I think the Matrix is probably on par with Terminator two as far as just a great
2: movie. I guess. The Matrix is better than Terminator two. I agree, actually. I think the Matrix two might be better than Terminator two. Okay, so the stop. Two is,
0: the, the Matrix, Matrix two, two does really have cool. one of the coolest action scenes. In any movie look, of all
1: time. Look, I'll give you the yes, fact that the Matrix. The highway chase. We'll have to talk about that on that uh, episode. I'll give you that the Matrix might be better than T2, but none of the Matrix sequels are better than T2. That Highway Chase scene, in Reloaded.
0: Yeah, is, it's
2: no, better Reloaded than the is scene. a good. It is a good movie. Reloaded is a good movie, um, and it's a good sequel. I think they just really rushed themselves, but we'll, we will talk about that series. Yeah, uh, big shootout. Miles Dyson, Miles Davis. He grabs his bomb <laughs> that he's got, and oh Once my the god, acting. who shows up? A uh, little ca- little up? cameo
1: here, little, one of his first a films. Cameo,
2: little first role from. Um, it wasn't his first, but it was one of his and- first. Hang from Breaking Bad himself, Dean as Norris, shocker, a cop. A cop. <laughs> yeah, he's credited he's as SWAT the, team
1: leader. He's a cop. Yeah, well, law enforcement. Police, you
2: know, law enforcement. Yeah, exactly. He's a, It's like what's his name from Die Hard, who was in uh, Family Matters.
0: <laughs> oh, Carl Winslow. Um, uh,
2: Carl Winslow, that poor man. All, yeah. he's in Ghostbusters as a cop. You know, he's just he always was showing up as cops. But yeah, big building blow up. But the thing is, they got uh, to—I don't know—the lead in. But they go to this another car chase,
1: a helicopter chase. The T one thousand's been following them this whole time. He chases them in a helicopter. It crashes, and then he transitions into a car chasing them. Some incredible helicopter stuff. The first Terminator film and the second one into the factory
2: covering it. the way I'm covering it, I feel like I'm kind of remembering this so well because the plot is. It's the big, same big, movie. You know, it moves from beginning to end. Every scene kind of moves. The it's plot very straightforward.
0: Right? The momentum is just driving straight through the movie in, in a Fury Road fashion.
2: I kind of wish I watched this because all the movies I'm watching right now for Ben Affleck are <laughs> just scenes. They like the scenes that happen. It's nice talking about a film that has at least a decent plot structure.
1: You mentioned helicopter stuns. There's an iconic shot in this one where a helicopter flies under a bridge and this is a small bridge, not much room underneath and they flew it underneath the bridge for real. The
0: shot, the way it's framed, it looks like the helicopter pilot doesn't know if he's going to go over or under and he's just driving straight towards the bridge portion and then at the last second he's like, okay, I guess
1: I'll go under. But yeah, they did that for real, which is kind of crazy. You can, I mean, you can tell it's real and it looks really good. Yeah. Something even nowadays, these very few films would even attempt because they're like oh we can just CGI it
0: Jay what you've also been neglecting to mention this entire time is that the T-1000's mode of operation is that he can turn it into liquid metal for one but he also has camouflage techniques where he can use it to replicate people but also he blends into the floor so he can morph out of the floor but he can also touch objects and camouflage himself inside
2: of the, their color I bet Jay's camera scheme. thought all oh, of this was so fucking cool when he was writing it down everybody was like oh they're gonna morph into the he floor. probably
0: got it from some biological function that some undersea fish does and he incorporated that in the only, plot
1: only fish in the marina <laughs> trench yeah, can do this and I've been the there floor.
2: I like to think of them as just like a big, like Michael Bay is more like, oh, it's going to be like this big action scene. It's going to look so cool. It's going to it's gonna be so awesome. Okay.
1: You're saying that yeah. like it wasn't awesome though. That
0: That is one thing I appreciate about James Cameron is he does bring a sense of physicality to his stuff that feels vaguely scientific in a way that most action directors don't. Cameron's stuff always has a biological function behind it as well as a cool visual.
1: He puts the science in science fiction as much as he does the fiction.
0: But Jay, this comes into play in the final act where they're at the uh, the what factory? I'm. I don't... They're <laughs> at the
2: chemicals. They're at the acid store. <laughs> they're at the acid chemical store. But they've um, sprayed they've liquid, got liquid big nitrogen. Vats of lava. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's chasing him a, in a liquid a set nitrogen set truck. It's a brilliant set piece. It really uh, is. Yeah, uh, it's a fake out because they think they blow him up in the car explosion, and they're this scene. The one complaint I think I did have about this movie when I watched it is that the ending keeps going. It does go on a bit too There's, like, several points where it should end, and then it's like... But it's not bad. Like, again, it's not bad content, but... I also um, just feel like from the
0: build-up we've had from the past, like, three chase sequences back to back to back. It's a lot. This just kind of slows it down a little bit.
2: Also, I hate the fake-outs because it's almost another, like, not being able to catch your breath because it's, like, oh, my God, like everything's okay not haha I'm actually not Sarah Connor, your mother I'm actually the T-1000 it's like oh my god just give me a moment to breathe oh my god it's just relentless
0: yeah. at a certain point
2: but yeah they defeat the villain they freeze him and <laughs> that doesn't uh, work the Terminator Arnold Schwarzenegger says he a little, little quote he learned from his buddy Edward Furlong earlier in the movie he says hasta la vista baby and he Shoots him and kills him, and he blows up. Badass. Spoilers, by the way. Um, oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. Everyone. Little, spoilers little spoilers for late.
1: Terminator two. Spoiler judgment day. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for nearly one of the biggest about. science fiction films ever made.
2: But also for every movie we talk about, because we get we get into it. So we get into yeah, the weeds. The big. The big ending is they cannot let happen again they cannot let any more chances of an apocalypse happening they're going to put that to rest and end any chances of, of any apocalypse ever happening by the terminator sacrificing himself by uh being leveled down into the lava and edward furlong's like no you can't do it and this
1: is the best moment for it's edward furlong sad. i mean this is the best I I, he acts in the whole film
2: who cried the first time i don't think i ever cried cried in that scene he it hits cried. you but it's
0: emotional but i'm not tearing cry. up
2: pulls at your heartstrings.
0: it's really good it's also the final moment where arnold gives the thumbs up that i just <laughs> kind of roll my eyes a little bit another thing yeah, a, John John kind of kill it it's it's it, a it's a good moment and the music really off. makes it swell but i feel like it just kind of just seems goofy in that moment that his last it's, act, is, <laughs> yeah. he's completely shut down, is to give a thumbs up to this bratty kid who, who's responsible guys,
2: for all of this. They put it to bed. They made it so that there will never be. A so James Cameron never apocalypse. had to come back. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was going to say, James
2: Cameron said, "I'm done." This is why he didn't come back because
1: in his mind there was literally nowhere else for this series to go. Yeah, but apparently, go home. apparently, studios didn't think the same way as him unfortunately as they do normally yeah they were like oh what if oh uh, judgment day a ju- lady what if a, a lady came back and what if judgment Day just still happened anyways well you just completely ruined the entire point of judgment day then
0: that's kind of why this movie's special though is this has a finality to it where you literally don't have to watch another one after
1: it i think we're so used to like trilogies and everything that you might expect a third one but these two movies work so perfectly together and wrap everything up that you really only need these two
0: i mean that's kind of the alien movies too the first alien is a great movie and the second one's a great movie and the second one has such a finality to it that you don't need any more after that you want to see where it goes but you don't need any more
1: after that they just completely ruined where it could have gone oh that's
2: debatable but (laughs) uh they
1: only killed off two of the best characters in the whole series
2: I have never seen Terminator 3. Ever. Ooh,
1: buddy.
0: Which Terminator movies has everybody seen? We didn't talk about this the other time. I've seen all of
1: them. I've seen all of them. Jay.
2: I think Terminator 3 is one of those movies that I think I've seen, but I, I probably have never seen, you know. I probably watched it on television a bit. I have not seen Terminator Salvation. I have seen Terminator Genesis. I saw that with you two in theaters, and it made me not <laughs> we want to watch did? Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah. Which, wow. Oh, I do Yes, remember because that. I got home from a trip and I was put into a car and driven to the theater. And I sat through Terminator Genesis and it made me want to put a gun to my head. That Spool might have been Miller one of the like, first
0: movies I saw in a theater where midway through the movie I was like, I need a drink, and went up to the counter and ordered a beer in the middle of the
2: movie. You know what the first the first movie, I think I've mentioned it on a podcast, but you know what the first movie to ever make me like question cinema was? Like when I saw it in theaters? Green Lantern. When I saw that, it was the first movie where I was ever like wow that just did not work I, I i just was like that in no way worked and terminator genesis is kind of the same way
1: i think for me the movie that made me question cinema was was it called tammy with uh, jason bateman and Melissa McCarthy? It, I remember. michael and i went to see it in theaters and we left halfway through that was the first movie i ever left
2: terrible ending terrible message don't remember it just Didn't like it. it's a harmful message that film what was the um, message I don't even remember. Exactly. I just remember being, being offended when I left.
0: I, I never saw it, so I can't speak on the matter. But, Jay, Andrew? I, what, the first wait, movie that made wait, me question. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's hear it. It might have been... There's a movie with Liam Neeson called Unknown... i think his identity is they keep telling him he's not the person that he thinks he is and the whole movie is just him being like no i am this person i i know it and he's going around like shaking people and throwing them off rooftops trying to figure out that he's himself and they're like no you're you're not that person he's like i don't believe it and at the end it's revealed to be this giant conspiracy and i looked at the people i went to see it with and was like what are we doing with our friday night why why are we here right now what has led us to
2: this oh liam Sounds like a Twilight Zone episode. It was. It was just a
0: Twilight Zone episode stretched out to a movie length. And I thought I would have much rather watched a black and white chain-smoking Rod Serling tell me this story than watch Liam Neeson growl at people for three hours.
2: I'm not who you think I am. Ah, I can't stand it. Yeah,
0: he's like, he's not really hiding his Irish accent very well because he's growling the entire time. So he's <laughs> it's peeking out a little bit here and there. He's like, I need to. Honestly. I, I saw. Oh, I, I, where's my daughter? <laughs> running
2: add to that list. Add to that list. A walk among the tombstones. Hate that movie. That movie was hey, just like
0: I, made me want to fall asleep. Boring. I don't know if it was. Boring. It is. It is Nothing it
2: is, happens. No. <laughs>
0: Well, I think a lot happens. It's just not very engaging.
2: They have a subplot about like two serial killers just driving around in their car for 30 minutes. Oh, God. It was the first movie where I saw with Liam Neeson where they introduced a subplot of like, oh no boy, he's a recovering alcohol. He's a drinker. He's an in Irish man in his movie. 60s.
0: Of course he's a drinker.
2: In that airplane movie, the opening scene is him in his car drinking a, drinking a flask.
0: For getting that's on great. an airplane? That's Isn't he you, an air marshal? That's
2: all you have to do. Isn't yeah, he a an an yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's a uh, I didn't see that one either. That was done by the same guy who did Unknown. That's probably why I didn't watch it.
2: Of course it was. Yeah, he's that he's classic guy. Lovely and yeah, but I was but, asking, guys, I was asking you this question, yeah. Jay,
0: because I think you should watch The Terminator 3 with us and not watch Terminator 2. Jump straight okay. from the first one into the third one because knowing you and your taste in film, I think you will Fucking love that movie. It is one of the corniest, cheesiest, dumbest films I think I've ever seen from what I can remember.
2: Are you saying I have bad taste?
0: No, not entirely. You have to have good bad taste to appreciate this movie.
2: How did I do on the plot, guys? You did pretty good. You got most of it. Y'all there, filled it's just... in the details, too, because like, yeah. I didn't remember the scene where he pulled off his arm, but I'm glad y'all said it, because... I mean that's I didn't the have to. that's the
0: only thing that could give them that horrifying uh, yeah. reaction. They just see Arnold, Schwar- a, a man ripping his arm off, and then there's a robot. No, Arnold enough, Schwarzenegger just some, walks in
1: the I door, and they're was, like, "Oh my god, what the hell?" I thought
2: it was him coming in with like one of his like you know huge ass guns. Like that would freak me out if I didn't. Well, I mean okay, they are look, screaming before Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold- yeah. Okay, listen, yeah, you're in your house, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's not a big actor. This guy just comes <laughs> in with a giant. Like, you'd freak the hell out. You'd be like, "What? what is going on, you know? I mean, have, they were I, almost just
1: assassinated the minute before. Yeah, ended.
0: that's fear. One of the finest performances I've ever seen is Joe Morton's death scene in this movie. It is one of the most powerful
2: agonizing
0: deaths I think I've ever seen. And all he does is just sit there
2: and hyperventilate for like a minute. He's way too good at doing death scenes. Like, I think he's an incredible actor. I'm excited to see him in Paycheck because I feel like he'll make the movie way better just in his role. Jay, I I don't even remember him in
0: that movie and I can't guarantee (laughs) he'll get much out of it. Well,
2: again, he and Ray Fisher were my favorite parts of the Justice League movie. Yeah, I'm glad they
0: got more to do in the new one i'm assuming he dies in justice league i don't remember how yeah
2: he dies and that's why i'm saying he's good at death scenes he dies in that movie spoiler alert
1: alert. he sacrifices himself much like the the terminator did but if we'd like to move along uh, into
0: the trivia section let's do it okay so the first one i have is (laughs) despite the film's r rating numerous children's toys were released and were a financial success so not only did they put out toys for this, but they were successful. So as they should, though. I mean, The Terminator looks cool. Like you got to buy toys for that.
1: A film's rating and the toy correlation between it does not mean the kids are seeing the movie, but they they, they clearly were. They know what the well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, but I mean that's just a statement of just how idealistic
0: studios are that they could be like, oh, we put children's toys out. The, the kids don't want to see it, but they're also at the back of their mind like, yeah, kids are seeing this anyway. It doesn't matter.
1: Probably something they would not do today.
0: Well, did they really make toys for anything other than Marvel or Star Wars, really? It's kind of become more of a niche market.
1: <laughs> what What would be a funny toy, R-rated toy, they could make nowadays?
0: Uh, a hereditary toy, would, like the severed girl's head. Oh, that would be feet. awesome. <laughs> this head pops off. Like the under-the-skin alien at the end of the movie.
1: Here, put the skin crown on his head. <laughs> Go up into the treehouse and levitate.
0: Definitely a black Philip doll would be pretty cool from The Witch. I'm surprised. You know,
1: A24 is pretty good at marketing. I'm surprised they didn't do something like that.
0: Yeah, that seems like something they would do. They
1: ha- they know what sells.
0: Um, the second one I had is, Given Arnold Schwarzenegger's $15 million salary and his total of 700 words of dialogue, he was paid 21 dollars thousand dollars per word. So hmm. Asta La Vista baby cost eighty five thousand dollars. He was the biggest star in the world at this point. It's literally and figuratively the biggest star in the world. Yeah. And <laughs> the last one I have is uh when the T one thousand is thrown into the lava at the end of the movie as he melts and incinerates there's a bunch of screams and a lot of them came from the actors in the movie and they just mesh them into like a metallic swirl scream but uh james cameron being the auteur that he is felt that they would be incomplete without his own screams being incorporated in there so somewhere in the mix james cameron's death whales are coming out of this <laughs> melting robot
1: now i'm gonna think of that every time i watch it
0: i just want to know which is his i want to isolate it and find either the sound of him or the recording i want to see him in the recording booth doing that
1: he was just like oh uh, uh.
0: <laughs> the film is complete they're editing it and they're doing all the post-production work for it and they're like okay we have a lock on the edit and james cameron's like no 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 i have one more thing." oh uh, hold, hold up, up right there
1: let me stop you right there uh, i got a cool piece of trivia this is the only terminator film to win or be nominated for an oscar it was nominated Not for
2: surprising
1: best cinematography best film editing and it won best makeup best sound best sound effects editing and best visual effects it probably should have won
0: the editing and cinematography too
1: let's see what it was up against
0: the cinematography is insane it's very the amount of car chases they're doing and having to mount that camera everywhere and keep it as focused as it is just seems ridiculous
1: it was up against bugsy the prince of tides thelma and louise and lost to jfk
0: Okay, that makes sense. JFK is one of the most <laughs> technically complicated editing jobs I've ever seen.
2: Piece I love trivia. how you are immediately like it should have won, and I, I my first thought was like, well, let's check what else. Let's,
0: yeah, JFK makes sense. JFK it. won film editing too, right? Uh, yes, it did. Yeah, Indeed. yeah, both of those
1: well deserved. But I mean, of course, this had to win the more technical effects sound.
0: As good as the acting is, I don't know if we're giving out acting awards for this. Uh,
1: one other quick piece trivia. In the ending scene where the T-1000 replicates Sarah Connor, you see them both on screen at the same time. Linda Hamilton's twin sister was used as a double in that scene. What? Hold on. Her sister, Leslie Hamilton Guillen was used as a double in scenes involving two Sarah Connors in the scene where the T-1000 was imitating her and in a scene in the director's cut in a mirror image of her.
0: That must be really fortunate if your actor is a twin sibling. Well, oh, we then.
1: didn't even mention one of the guards in oh, yeah, he's the Mental Institute twin. is a twin as well. And in- that's another scene where the T-1000 imitates the guard like, standing right in front of each other, looking at each other. So James Cameron was just using all the, all the twins in this one.
0: Yeah, which is impressive that he didn't feel the need to replicate. He was like, I'll just find twin actors. <laughs> what is I that? I can't see it, Jay. You have to
2: speak. Joe Morton in a uh, paycheck right there <laughs> <laughs> is that is that a uh, Dexter behind him oh my god hold on it it's Michael C Hall yeah it's oh Dexter it's Dexter so we got a loaded well, cast on. for this it's directed by John woo this has got to be a good movie Andrew Have Paul you been lying in to it. me
0: no I, I I'm gonna I'm trying to find that text that you said on the night Joshua we were talking about paycheck and I said that movie's really bad jay you don't understand and he was like it's john woo it can't be bad it's philip k dick too it can't disappoint joshua maddock march 9th 2021 10 p.m while watching breaking dawn part two
2: it's got it's got a stacked cast i like pretty much everyone in it um it's John Woo who I uh, adore. I like him. His when he makes stamina. Good movies. Uh, I and then Philip K. Dick. Yeah, it's it's gonna be great. I'm excited.
0: Well, stay excited.
2: I've never seen the movie. I've never seen the movie, so you know it's gonna be a blind. So tune in when we do that. But guys, can we can we give come a to the end of the road on this that? long, yeah, can we long finish this highway fucking podcast? Weeks in the making. Yes.
0: So let's go around and, and give our buzzing drone ratings. Jay, if you'd like to start off.
2: Well, mine <laughs> you know, is yeah. <laughs> uh, my drone rating is going to be just like the, uh, it, it's non-existent, but there's like, you can see the wind blowing from the trees from the drone, like its wings, you know, you can see something's moving um, and it's the drone. But yeah, it's not there because I didn't watch the movie.
0: What if it's just like a product platform of a, where a drone should be, but it just says in development?
2: Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> in development. TBA.
0: The rollout has not come out yet. It's still yeah. being decided.
2: Yeah. But I, your, your memories
0: back. of the movie are pretty good though, right?
2: Yeah. If I had to give it a, a real, if I had to give it a real drone rating.
0: Yeah. You know, let's get serious real quick.
2: <laughs> let's get, let's get real. Let's get, let's get down I'd to business. If I had to give it some buzz and drones, I'd probably give it four five what about 4.5 yeah four, four, and, and a a four and a broken one yeah four and a broken one yeah
0: it's still strong it's yeah. just wavering a little bit
2: yeah exactly it's a great movie
0: matthew
1: uh i mean come on this is five out of five buzzing drones it's probably one of the greatest science fiction films ever made can watch this anytime and not get tired of it it's everything you want in an action movie a science fiction movie. And it is the end of the Terminator franchise. I mean, there are no other ones, right? We'll be back. This is the end. We have more episodes. Uh, I think a couple of them pop up here and there. I mean, I think all of them have to be in it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, from here it only goes downhill. No other Terminator film. First one doesn't stack up to this one. It's bigger, better, bolder in every way than the first one. Way to
0: go. I think it's solid part of the problem with this podcast was just this is a difficult movie to talk about it's a rather daunting movie to discuss because
1: everyone's seen it
0: and there's nothing to say about it beyond just how good it is it's a great action movie it's really well made in every capacity watching the first one again recently i i like that one a lot and i think it holds up just as much as this one does but this one is just this more felt like a movie for the masses whereas the first one was sort of an indie cyberpunk thriller this one is it's aliens it's this is the bigger bolder louder one but it's
2: a lot of fun and i i It's way better than the first one and just like but it's i never said that but this is way better than the first one just like Please
1: aliens continue. is way better than the first alien i mean i just yeah,
2: i agree I, I
0: like the tone in the first one more i think it's got a tonal vibe i appreciate more than this one although i do still really love this one the same with aliens i love aliens but alien just Hits that sweet spot for
1: me. they do have different tones, and yet they still feel the exact same.
0: Isn't that what Aliens is? He just remade Alien.
1: James Cameron knows how to do...
0: He knows how to give people what they want, but also do it differently enough to where you can still appreciate it as its own ride.
1: James Cameron knows how to do first sequels he knows that middle chapter very well or in i guess terminator's case well i guess in both cases aliens and terminator well we're going to see how he does with third
0: ones when he gets to avatar 3 in 45 years
1: mm, yeah well the technology is not there yet yeah we it. gotta
0: wait a long time for that james cameron's head will be directing the movie i had
1: i had to wait another 10 years so that i could film blue alien furries underwater
0: they're actually going to be blue like blue alien furry creatures but uh to give my rating real quick I would say it's a 5. I, come I, on. I it's 5 but <laughs> sure it, it's like there's no it's hard to even really find a complaint with this movie. We started off this podcast and one of the things I said to Jay when we started was we all have to find something in every movie that we appreciate or like and can talk about with some sense of positivity because some of these movies are going to get real rough <laughs> we haven't really hit a rough one yet but some of them i think are gonna get really bad and this one it was the exact opposite i have to f- try and find things that don't work for me about it sometimes where i'm just like could you have cut this or could you have edited this differently or does this seem necessary but really even in the director's cut i feel there's not a
2: whole lot that i would cut out so yeah for me it's it's five out of five i, I really love it well, according to my drone ratings, The Immigrant is a better film than Terminator 2, <laughs> and I'm going to stick with that. You
0: gave The, I immigrant, the immigrant a 5 a lot too, yeah.
2: It got fit because it had drones in it, because maybe. It, was drone it had it had True. drones. True. So far the Terminator in.
1: films have been very underwhelming when it comes to the drones, but I think Let's once Let's
2: just say it. They're they're dronophobic. That we can say it well, James we, Cameron we we
1: is, is jo- dronophobic. Once we get yeah. to, I mean, once...
0: Titanic, where was the fucking drone
2: there, dude? Yeah, you get, what the get, fuck? You know, And I've, and, and you know what, people don't talk about it in the news, and you know what, that doesn't, but because that doesn't get the clicks, you know? It's, it's James Cameron's abusive. Well, how about we talk about it he's just drone phobic, okay? Yeah, just saying. Oh, I gotta show my drone Anyways. in the
1: first minute, and uh, forget
0: it, forget it. Let's go past that again. He puts all of his emphasis on hating cell phones more than he does drones because he's trying to hide his hidden agenda
1: him and nolan man what are we talking about next week
0: andrew next week we are finally getting back on track hopefully and we're talking about toys which is a barry levinson film Ooh, Cla- so classy like director it, like
2: box drones like, uh, box, like toy drones
0: i actually know nothing about this movie i know of yeah, it what do you
2: mean back on track what do you I've never seen it.
0: This is is, okay, this is the second movie in here I've never seen. We
2: talked about Terminator Two today. (laughs) What are you talking about?
0: (laughs) What? Yeah, so this is I know of it because it's a pretty infamous movie. It was supposed to be a big passion project for Robin Williams and Barry Levinson. They both came up with this concept for this really weird toy related movie, but it flopped at the box office and got middling reviews. And it's, in some circles, become somewhat of a cult classic. So I think it's going to be an interesting movie to watch. But you get Barry Levinson, Oscar-winning director, and Robin Williams, Oscar-winner, beloved uh, icon Robin Williams.
1: And beloved yes. icon LL Cool J.
0: Oh, yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> My favorite.
2: I'm so excited because it's a Robin Williams movie that I haven't seen, and that's always exciting to see a new performance by Yeah, him. so you so get yeah, to mark another
0: one off it, your list.
2: Yeah, Everyone? Thank you guys for joining. Why am I doing this? That's my line.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully it'll be easier to record toys than it was to record this episode. We're we're done. We (laughs) don't even need to mention it. It's in the past.
2: Something something uh, good did happen today. You know, we've every day we've tried to record something bad has happened and we haven't been able to. But we have today, made it uh, through we recorded. Today we recorded and the Ellen show was announced as uh, it's going to end. So it's a good it's a good day. Yes, it's a, indeed. Good, it's a good day. Indeed. Yes. Mm-hmm. No more Ellen. Thank you to um...
0: well, that means we won't get another uh, Finding Nemo movie.
2: though. Is she fully canceled now? Isn't she? Did I tell you my story about finding Doriator? No, what was I had it? To, our mother really wanted to see it, and Ellen was quickly getting canceled. And so I was like, Mom, let's watch this right now. And so I watched it, and uh, I just wanted to get it over with before, like, even worse stuff came out. And then eventually the stuff came out about how uh, she doesn't make eye contact with people, and I was like, okay, good. And I got Dory out of the way. That sounds, Anyways, that's, that's terrible. terrible. Thanks, Dakota I mean, Johnson. That's, you, that's you started my, all of this. What's? Wait what? Oh yeah, she did. It no, was that like... girl who uh, the girl who uh, was brought on her show and like was showing all the objects from before she was born. She started it. Remember, Ellen laid out like a VHS tape or like a, a typewriter, and she was like, "Use these." And the girl couldn't because she w- wasn't born when these things were used. Oh, so she's and just everyone, like a, like, was she's laughing. A boomer, <laughs> yeah, she, it was a boomer. It's a. It's like. That's what that show is really she's just, she just like laughing to call at her, her boomer.
0: Was that what it was? She was just like call me boomer I dare you.
1: Let's also add that she gave the most half-assed excuse for ending her show. Oh, well it's not challenging for me anymore. Um was it ever challenging for you? You do the same thing every day for I the past 10 years. I think she meant her her life Sorry, once, once people, people found out, I beat my employees. Know what I,
2: yeah, people know what I do now, so it's not as challenging anymore. It's challenging it's that, that I can't be abusive. Yeah, I got to hide it. Yeah, I got to yeah. find, find a new way to hide my abuse. I'll
0: <laughs> we'll have to get some, <laughs> some imported people in here to start just like whipping them all the time.
2: I'm going to I'm gonna have to get a, oh my God, Michael and I read on, according to Wikipedia, about a boat of people that went missing from an unknown country. Maybe that was Ellen's doing. Maybe she got new people to She, she is the, the Bermuda Triangle. Ideas. She's
0: like anybody in her radius is just vanishes. They're going to start she's
2: capturing boats.
1: <laughs> You're going to start seeing
2: uh,
0: news articles. long
1: arms, she's capturing
2: boats. She's giving up fake like passports and immigration forms to people just to get her get them to work <laughs> for her, for her so, she, so she can abuse them. Even uh, when Dakota Johnson
1: um. came on and she's like, "I invited you to my birthday," and she's like, "You did?" She's like, "Yeah, you did." You didn't get the invitation. And she's like, "Oh, well, my producer probably didn't give it to me." It's like, what a
2: terrible bro. Throw
1: you unthrow me under the bus? Why don't you? <laughs> this is you. Yeah,
2: she that interview just. Is what, what what was up with that? Our interviews not like planned out beforehand?
1: She was trying to get her to basically be like no, oh, think, you didn't invite me to your birthday. You forgot about me, and it's like, uh, no, I actually invited you. You just didn't come because you either a forgot, b didn't care, or c you just didn't give a fuck.
0: I think Ellen was trying to force a joke. I think two like of those she was right. trying to put Dakota Johnson on the spot, from what it looked like, and Dakota Johnson was just like, "What are you talking about?"
1: Ha ha! You didn't invite me to your birthday. Well, actually, I, I, I did. Yeah, that just you literally didn't, didn't
0: happen. You wished. Uh,
1: sor- <laughs> you sorry, sorry. Oh, wish. sorry, I didn't. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't come. I was at a football game with George W. Bush.
2: I was I was whipping my I was my doing employees for I was whipping my employees for not working on Saturday. It, it really pissed me off. And and I'm just imagining I'm just, Ellen doing like whippets while she's just whipping her employees. Don't look at me. <laughs> don't look me in the eyes. Don't
0: turn
1: around. Get me a coffee. What did you <laughs> <think>? <laughs>
0: That turn dropped all Ellen, my papers. Really, all right, I guess. Time I really liked your, for you. I really
2: liked your show. I really liked your show today, Ellen. <sighs> Everyone in the room gasps. She, she didn't say love, and Ellen like walks out of her room. <laughs> but certainly, you, say, you
0: certainly you do think my opinions are good, don't you? Well, no. Breathe. No. Uh, well, but yes, on that up. sour note of Ellen, let's uh, let's roll it out. So, thank you guys for joining us on this. Long road to get to Terminator 2. Join us next week when we'll be talking about Toys, the Barry Levinson film. Well, thank you all for joining us. Everybody stay safe out there and, uh, yeah. Drone on. Drone on, everybody. Drone on and on on.
1: Motherfucking drone, it's a 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 motherfucking drone.